how to, how to, how to, how to, how to, how 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 to do do the Ebony Show. What was that? What was that start? What was that? To the podcast this week. Where'd that come from? <laughs> was sent in from a fan. Now, there's been a lot of conjecture on the Heath and Normie How To podcast. Or is it How To with Heath and Normie? I don't know what... <laughs> Maybe it's How To... Name a podcast. Okay. It's an upcoming episode. And, uh, so what was what did we just hear there? There was sent into us, that was an intro um, for our show. Or is that the outro? Because I'm never sure what the people want. There's tweets coming in. There's general Well, they just abuse. say jingle. Okay, jingle. 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 No, I thought a jingle was a thing you played on TV ads. So if mm. we had ads, a spot, we don't have a sponsor. Ah, oh, they want us to get a sponsor, then play that sponsor's jingle like Barney's Warehouse. Maybe that's what they want. Well, I'm going to listen. You want to have a little go no, at this? No, I don't. Okay. I've heard it. <laughs> was the fan being serious? Dead serious. Right. The tone of the email, I don't want to read it out because I don't want to embarrass him too much because he's already embarrassed himself by sending it <laughs> that and we played it um, but is it good? well it's a rip off for one mm. so he's stolen something from the Simpsons oh, I've never heard that before that's itchy and scratchy is it? <laughs> is it? oh scra- well you know what scratch it from the potty exactly oh. but look if you like mm. it we can include that because in- quite this is the problem when you've been in radio as long as us well actually we're not in radio anymore we're in podcasts and we've only been in that for about a month but you're so in the system you forget what people like so maybe that's what the fans actually want who knows what anyone itchy wants itchy and man. scratchy so it's gone back to the Simpsons right true stop watching that when oh. I was 14 what a surprise mm. what a turn up Normie has travelled down to my house. If you've listened to previous podcasts, we've had mm. how many have we done now? Five, four. This is the fifth. Uh, I've travelled at length and distance to his mm. house in the morning, so we're at mine. Yeah, I pretty much caved in again to your wishes because of the amount of complaints you put on the studio I had at my house. So mm. driving down to Scarborough on the south coast, beautiful drive through the bends there from Colgate. Just give out my address. And I <laughs> haven't got no, that far over. yet. Come on, come over. I was imagining what it must be like to record at your place. Obviously, you, you talk a lot about the sound and the audio quality at my joint and, and, mm. and the studio. I thought, wow, he's really going to teach me a thing or two. Yeah, mate. Any reason why you've chosen your kitchen to... <laughs> if you listen very carefully, that is Heath's wife, Helen, buttering her toast, talking to my wife mm. in inside... Voices, there they are. And well, they're shushing themselves. <laughs> well, that's a good thing to do, isn't it? Imagine if you're a, you're a jerk, but you were able to shush yourself. Oh, what a great character trait. Uh, because musicians often record songs in the kitchen normally. Good ambience. And you can cook yourself up a little treat. Name one musician who's ever recorded. Oh, I know, for, other than that itchy and scratchy theme song. Name one other song. Why do radio studios always have to be holed up in the world's quietest place anyway, with the padded walls, like with the massive thick door, the glass that's soundproof. Who cares if you can hear things in the background? Whoever said it has to be silent in there? It's almost like nobody likes a librarian. Why? Because they're constantly telling you to be quiet. Mm. So maybe that's why nobody likes Ray Hadley, Kyle Sanderlands, and everybody else who's on radio, because it's constantly 
be quiet in the background. Well, I would enjoy the shows that you mentioned there a little bit more if I could hear things in the background and not listen to them as much. <laughs> I'd be actually listening to the show going, what's happening in the background today? <laughs> it might be more likely to tune in. What is today? And this is another one of the many complaints being thrown at us. Um, um, jingle one of them. The other was, you got to get into the how-to quicker. They want to actually, they think we're going to give them real tips on how to do things. So what's this week? How to make millions brilliant of dollars now when you get texted me this during the week i was myself really excited to just sit back mm. and enjoy this so i'm glad you have got to it heath mm -hmm. take it away it's your it's your baby i've got nothing this week because what I, do you I, mean I, you got nothing i, I don't have I, I barely have enough money to get here, <laughs> to get here. <laughs> yeah. oh. so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll be able to give right. us the how to okay what do you got let me basically. I want you to line my coffers. Let me check my notes. All right. Mm. And can I just preface this by saying the other podcasts have been a bit of a slap and tickle. Yeah. And I've been mucking around. Mm. Haven't been very serious. I'm deadly serious on these right. ideas. So. So it's not just a. Okay. Yeah, normally you can get some money off me with these ideas. I actually want investors. All right. Well, so, so you're, well, so you're looking to make millions. I am personally from these ideas. Yes, and the people listening, they will invest in this idea with me, and we can make it and get some dollars. Now I'm intrigued. What do you got? The first one, the first idea, a multi-million-dollar idea. How many Australian cars are on the road? There must be millions, right? Well, no, they're all from Korea and Japan. Oh, not okay. many Australian. Cars. Well, this car they shot. They even shut down the Holden factory in South Australia, so even less. Well, this has nothing to do with that, but it does have something to do with your car. This invention idea is called knuckle nets. Now, what this is? Do you know the cavity between the center console and the driver's seat or the passenger seat? You've also got another gap between the door and the seat. Forever dropping things down. Yeah. There. $2 coins. Always. Uh, anything in your pocket, your phone slips out of your pocket, goes down that cavity, right? You stick your fingers down there constantly, always knocking skin off your knuckles. I want to invent this, and I do need investors. It's a little net, like, think trapeze. <laughs> and it just attaches between those gaps, and it just catches your belongings. No more knuckle scratches. So your your lead idea, this is the one you're starting with, yeah. to how to make millions is a net that sits between the driver's door and the driver's seat to catch your and chips. The and I end the console, and end the console and that little gap, because that's the worst gap, because you've got the metal runners down there. Yeah, that's... Don't, you never lead with your strongest material. I mean, comedians never start with their best joke. It's always at the end of the show. Further to that, and you, you said there are no Australian cars, so there's how to make millions. Let's actually design an Australian car itself. Maybe it's just an oversized Esky, but why that you can look out the front of and you drive in and it's refrigerated, which is good for the heat as well. So this... <laughs> you said you have no ideas. That's so good. Man, I'm here to contribute. Why do they have the gaps between the seats? Why not just have like a big booth seat, a bus seat or a train seat that just goes across with no gaps? My what about idea... your sillies? No more gaps okay. in between. No, you don't need a net. My idea is not set in stone. It's fluid. So this is... You can always add to the idea, Normie. These are not better ideas, but they're adding to the idea already. So that's my first one. What else you got? Knuckle nets. Yeah. 
will say um, something along the lines of, Oh, mate, I've kissed more girls than I've had hot dinners. Have you heard of that saying? Like, I, they always say something and then it's like, I've done this more than I've had hot dinners. Yes, more than, the more than I've had hot dinners cliche. I hear that almost as much as I hear, I have an app idea. I don't think there's a person mm. on the face of the planet who doesn't have an app idea. So this would want to be an amazing idea. Money to be made, mate. So I always question the people who say that. Oh, mate, I've been overseas more times than I've had hot dinners. And I'm like, have you? So a way around this, the app is actually called Hot Dinners. <laughs> Every time you have a hot dinner, you just plug that information into mm. the app. Maybe it is a roast dinner. Maybe it is your chicken sweet and sour. Mm. And then when you go to say something like that, oh, mate, do you know what? I've been on more road trips than I've had hot dinner. Wait, let me check this. <laughs> so, in the last year, it's, it I've does had all the stats. Three hundred and seventeen mm. hot dinners. Oh, you're right. I've only been on two road trips. Okay, I'll pull back on that yeah, saying. I don't think you should have to enter the details yourself. I think it should be like much like a Fitbit. Mm. Have you ever seen a fit person wearing a Fitbit? No. You the don't high see proportion professional athletes wearing the Fitbit. Put it this way: the fattest person in your office, guaranteed Fitbit. I've done thirty steps today. Well. Probably do a couple more. Well, the makers of that were <laughs> going to call it the fat bit, but they thought that one sell. <laughs> right. That cough's been around. I did notice your cough Yeah. in last week's podcast. That's yeah. been around for a while. Yeah, wait. Do you know when um, you say, when you're calling sick or something, when you say, oh... I've got a stomach bug. The person who you've called in sick to always says the same thing back to you. Oh yeah, I've heard. That's been going around. Has the stomach bug ever not gone around? <laughs> Has it ever oh, never been knocked? Is there a time in Can the I... year where the stomach bug goes, no, guess what, I'm not going around at the moment. You have just hit my life on the head because we're looking to get my, my son Roland into daycare. Mm. We've had to postpone it because there's a stomach bug going around the daycare. So this is actually affecting my life right now. Yeah. Scientists, they're trying to go to Mars. They're trying to cure the cancers. How about you stop the stomach bug? That's the first <laughs> thing you do. That's a nice... Hey, there's an idea. How to make millions. Why do... You know when people say, I don't have any money, or they, they think about a quick way to make money, inevitably someone will go, why don't you rob a bank? Mm. Why do people joke about that? Yeah. Why don't they take it seriously and go, no, why don't you rob a bank? I've always no thought, one's robbing banks anymore. I've always thought I'd be a very good robber. I think you'd, This is what I mean. I think your everyday person would be a phenomenal bank robber because you think of bank robber in your head and you think of that stupid bogan with no teeth trying to put the mask over his head and falling over on his own gun and, and you know being caught before he gets the loot. What about if an everyday person you wear a suit in? You know, you wear some sort of face makeup so you can't be recognised. And you go about it in a clever way. You rob your bank, you stalk it out, you get your millions, and then you get the book deal, you get the movie deal like Ocean's Eleven. That is a guaranteed way to make millions. This podcast is called How to Make Millions. Normally, I thought this was new ideas. That is the oldest <laughs> That is every action movie plot ever made. There are no new ideas. Oh, the stomach bite keeps going around. Um, all right. This is probably the best idea I have ever had. 
once again, it will require someone to make me an app. It's another app idea. This one is called Aprica. And what you do is this. You know when you're walking along the street in some sort of mall, you could be anywhere. It's normally on a Saturday morning, just going to get your local paper, have a coffee, and then you see them. You're like, oh no, they've got the table set up. Mm. There's two of them. They're wearing the bright shirts. They are the world's happiest person. And you're like, oh, please, please, no, no, no. They're going to hit me up. They're going to make eye contact. They want me to invest, give them money for the charity. <laughs> so, I was walking past one the other day, and this is what the charity was. It was for bear bile. Stop bear bile. And all the, the bears were, there's photos of them in the cage. Mm. They stopped me. Um, a lot I of charities now. When when bears' stomach fluid can make its own charity, mm. have charities gone too far? Well, it sucked me in normally because like I, bear buyer being sucked out. Well, I got talking to them and I was like, "So bear buyer, where, they're farming that stuff?" And they go, "Yeah, it's used uh, in the Asian countries as a aphrodisiac." That got me thinking, and I went, "How was that discovered?" <laughs> have you seen the movie The Reverend? Yes. Right. You know that scene how the grizzly bear mauls well, DiCaprio? Ma- makes love to Leo, yes. Well, this is what I'm thinking. So maybe that was happening to some person, some scientist, and they're like, oh, this is awful. My arms are being ripped off. My chest is being gouged out. And the bear is so angry because they thought the... What are you doing with your... Well, no, you got me thinking. So the bear's obviously put saliva on the human from well, its bites. No, maybe. Or the bear is so angry, he's like, I'm and just gollied. And that piece of golly, the bile, has gone into the human's mouth. Now, even though this human is so afraid of this bear, he's like, oh, I'm getting mauled on about to die, but yet so horny. <laughs> What's happening? Well, I was thinking more because bears seem to lick... They do a lot of biting and licking and sniffing about that saliva that comes out. Maybe... When you're in hospitals, the nurses can't keep the sponges off you. Well, maybe. And then they thought, let's bottle that. But anyway, so, and I was sucked in to these charity people. And I was like, we need to get out of this as a society. Fine, it's good to give money to charity, but not when it's a Saturday morning when you're trying to relax. So here it is. Africa. You see them on the horizon. You get out your phone. You click the app. When you're walking towards them, you get a phone call. On the other end of the line is a paid actor and you put them on loudspeaker. Hello, it's Toto. And you're like, oh, hello, Toto. My little guy from Africa that I've been giving all my wages to every single week. Oh, just ringing to say I am very thankful for all the money and all the Coca-Cola you send me. No worries. Yes, I already give to lots of charities, don't I? Yes, my whole village now, we're all very, very happy. That's what you do. You put on loudspeaker so they hear and go, well, we don't need to attack that guy. He's already giving (laughs) his hard-earned to charities. I think it would be more impressive if you got a bear on the other end (laughs) that had been trained to speak. Yeah, okay. Maybe more. I think just an app... In general, that beeps. You know how you have your your maps app. I've got Waze, and it tells me where the red lights are on the way even driving to your house today. I avoided a few red light cameras. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just have an app that alerts you to where and to when that you get hit up by charities, and that could be called. I want to take my shunt to Africa. This is Heath and Normie's How to Make Millions. I think the easiest way to make millions is literally book yourself a trip to Zimbabwe. Um, the money over there is so... Wait. <laughs> you, 
you got to buy the flight, so you're down already. Because <laughs> you'll soon recoup that. The money over there is of so low, low value that people are literally pushing around wheelbarrows of millions of dollars just to burn at their house to stay warm. So we didn't necessarily say the millions are worth millions, but you can get millions of dollars if you move to Zimbabwe today. <laughs> the stupidest idea. Nasana Mandala. No. That is a move to Zimbabwe from South Africa. Actually, can I tell you a true story? When we were on radio, normally used to love impersonating. Nasana Mandala. And it was from South Africa. broadcast in the news that Nelson Mandela is very, very sick and normally got the stress in him. Not for Nelson, but for personal gain because he's like, oh no. <laughs> if he carks it, I'll no longer be able to do that voice because people will find that offensive. Just as my Nelson Mandela shtick was lifted and I was making more and more money from the Nelson Mandela impersonation, he died in the stampede of the Zimbabwean rhinoceros. And I couldn't do it okay. anymore. You yeah, know, I did that. Idea. No, I, no, this is a better idea this, than well, this is how, shows in This is how quickly comedy turns and, and works against you. And it stops the millions. The fans loved my Nelson. He died. I did it that morning to celebrate his life. The complaints flooded in too soon. I was doing it yesterday. <laughs> You have to wait. Well, when Chopper, how long's it been? <laughs> when Chopper Reed died, we did a joke twenty minutes after the news was broken. The complaints for that. <laughs> he was a criminal. I reckon because in the movie Invictus with Morgan Freeman, mm. I didn't think he was the best choice for Nelson Mandela because. Did you think it was racist that they chose somebody that sort of looked... For, to me, that was racist. Well, because there was no skin colour with Nelson. Nelson. So, for I mean, me... he was just Matt, the people. Matt Damon <laughs> should have played Nelson Mandela. So, further to that, if... To I, mix it up. To, but then, the we're all the same. That, well, with the irony of that, then that would have been racist. Because you're trying to be... Yes! Yes! <laughs> A white person... Make it. See, this is why you can't we win. We need Nelson back to sort all this stuff out again. <laughs> Nelson Mandela is here. No, he's not. The cut. The meerkat of South Africa. This could seriously go for the next 20 minutes of the podcast. We played rugby in South Africa. At school. That dog that keeps barking. That's my dog. Pepe! <laughs> so when he said, my house, we can no longer record there because my son, every now and then, you can hear him giggling, yeah. hee, like a little kid. Mm -hmm. You said that was too much noise in the background. Mm -hmm. Your dog barking, that's... Well, the problem is now your son is riding my dog around the house. <laughs> having a great time. <laughs> a little jockey. Well, I'll tell you the what's actually happening is my son keeps taking your dog Scooby Snacks. Your dog doesn't like that, so it barks at my son, which is scared. And then it's my a good rule. They're, they're good <laughs> I've got a puppy. They're, it's going to be a good battle. <laughs> they are absolutely into each other out there. <clears throat> um, he's talking about my son and young people in general. Now it makes me think about somebody I uh, <clears throat> am quite close to, but we've since drifted apart. You knew this guy because we all went to school together right through. Benny Black and I actually were onto an entrepreneurial idea at school, which was making us quite 
a bit of money. Um, we were selling mice to other school kids. Now, it was quite the racket because <laughs> Benny Black and I had found a Backstreet's pet shop in Jemison Town, beautiful place in um, South Penrith, where we found mice for a dollar. We were selling to the school kids for five dollars. Big money back then. Big, big money. And what also is Benny Black's uncle as a carpenter, so we're getting bags of sawdust. Now, we were selling those in sandwich. That dog. He's good. <laughs> He's a good dog. <laughs> Maybe you heard me talk about mice. We were selling bags of sawdust for $2.50. So you got your bag and your mouse, seven fifty. You now, do the math on that. Probably. You do the math on that. Now, you've got to remember, this is back in... 1992 so $50 profit back then today's money hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars so we were well on the way to becoming millionaires however we hit a snag we once bought a mouse that we quickly named jumping judy because judy you took her out of the box she could jump meters at a time so almost like a traveling snake oils person we would get out jumping judy to jump other kids would go, oh, I've never seen that before. How many mice can I buy? So this was like the traveling Jumping Judy. Fortunately, one day, I forgot to put the lid on the cage at home. Jumping Judy jumped out and disappeared. Now, Benny Black quickly tried to cover. He goes, no, we don't need to lose that business. Leave this with me. He went down to the Jemison Pet Shop, pointed at one and said, that sort of looks like Judy, brought it home. To our horror, the next morning, this Judy replacement turned out to be a cannibal and actually ate alive all the baby mice all the mama mice and every single mouse in oh, our entire <laughs> now for a 10 year old to discover your entire business has gone up in smoke your entire livestock has been eaten alive and the grotesque scenes that awaited Benny Black and I when we pulled back the covers I still have not recovered to this day but a valuable business if you are out there and looking to make money. What would a mouse be worth now? Be, whoa, it was five bucks back in... No, there's so many. Fred, I think you can't... Get <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Jump and Judy... Plague. Jump and Judy got into the Blue Mountains bush and uh, next, next minute with a bush rat. Mm, big mice. Big breed. How to with Peter and Normie. How to make millions of dollars, mm. probably six solid ideas. Investments, sure. Mm. You've got some hard earned that you'd like to part with and invest in some of these ideas at Heathy Piper or at Normie Dorrell. Really good way to make millions. And a lot of people do make this their life aim is to marry into a rich family. Oh, yeah. Now, I think you would agree with this. A high proportion, if not all, of kids who are born into money, not quite right. No. There's, there's something about them that you're like, okay, something's not quite ticking right. I'm not sure what it is. But if you can somehow see past that and not be superficial as to say, sure, they're a little bit awkward socially and they're not quite right to talk to, but I'm going to look past that. Not be superficial. Because I'm big. But marry, because marry I'm, for the money. But I'm big hearted. And you know what? It just so happens that I'm going to be shouting millions of dollars for the rest of my life. <laughs> High chance that my kids are going to turn out just like the, the, other, the person I'm married to, but at least I've got millions. I married Helen. 
broke as. Mm. Is this divorce? I think and the, then remarry? I think the poorer you marry, mm. the higher your chance of kids who aren't like rich kids. This is why Mormons have so many wives. <laughs> because each wife is only worth 20 grand, say, but mm. all together. <laughs> How to make millions? Marry a million poor people. They've got a dollar each. Mm. Millionaire. Excellent. Uh, so many ideas, Normie. Um, I feel richer already. Yeah, I do too. How to make millions? Don't start a podcast. Do not. We don't get a cent. How to, how to, how to, how to, how to, how, how, how to, do, do, the Normie Show. Rightio, so I am editing the podcast. We recorded all that stuff yesterday and we received a tweet from a man called Zoods because I did mention we were talking about how to make millions of dollars and he's like, please, please help me. I am a chef. I want to get out of the industry. I need a great idea as a chef to make my millions of dollars. So we hit the studio, Normie and I, we gave the man a call and I had a cracking idea for him. Here's what happened. It's quite simply simple, Heath. Normie, as you know, I'm not an inventor. I'm an improver of life's things. And this is my idea for Simple Heath this morning. Chef chat. Okay. okay. What I do as a customer, um, I wear a headset, a wireless headset, and I've got a direct... You bring that? You bring your own... No, no, the restaurant will give this to so me. So everyone that comes in gets a headset. Yeah, you get a headset. All right. Okay, and I've got a direct link to the chef <laughs> in the kitchen. And he's wearing a headset as well. And, and uh, you know, I'll be on table three, for instance, okay. and he'll go... So how many, how many headsets is the chef wearing? Is he wearing one for everyone or that... One set. He's got one. He's got a. And everyone's connected into his brain. Yeah, he's got a little little set top box that he just clicks on the table. Right, he's numbers. going, oh, I've got Heath on table 13. Table th- through. Yeah, Heath, table 13, what can goes, I do for he you? He goes, oh, hey, Heath, how are you going? What's going on tonight? And I go, oh, hey, chef, nice to meet you. Yeah. What's going on out there? He mm. goes, got your steak on the grill here. Just double checking. You wanted medium well, wasn't it? I go, yeah, buddy. And you go, oh, by the way, I've changed my sauce. I don't want the mm. Diane sauce anymore. Exactly right. And then he goes, Heath, what are you drinking tonight? I go, I'm having a beer. He goes, no, no, no. Beer does not go with steak. Mm. And he recommends some wine, some cider to go with my steak to complement the dish he's serving up. I like it. The only thing for me, again, I've always got questions for Simple Heath. Again, brilliant. I love the creativity. Mm. You're wearing this headset. It's not going to do much for conversation. For instance, I'm thinking if I was to take Kimmy out, to your restaurant here. But she's wearing one too. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be awful conversation between Kimberly and I no, if no, I'm no. hooked into this headset the You're, whole time talking to a chef about a pepper thinker, sauce. But she's in on the conversation with the chef as well. Oh, so he can patch us both in. You patch us a three-way Kimmy, conversation. Kimmy, good to have you back. Then... You're at the bar, Normie. You got the bar and you go... Headset still on? For, yes. Forgot Kimmy's order. Kimmy, <laughs> what did you want again? <laughs> oh, was that a Chardonnay? <laughs> Thank you. Do I right. do the Yes. That's, I that's, do how, that. that's like the walkie-talkie oh language. Oh, my goodness. Look, I'm coming around on this one. I actually... This is one of your better ones. <laughs> Zach from Wodonga, would you use Chef Chat? Absolutely. Sounds brilliant. <laughs> well, I think it needs to go maybe a slightly next level up and, and incorporate some plasma screens in there so I can watch the chef as well while he's at work. Oh, so, so you reckon headsets in, but now you've also got huge television screens around the restaurant having you so you can see every move the chef makes. Yeah. And what advantage does that give you, Zach? 
Well, you'd be able to see if the chef's got his hairnet on, if he's uh, <laughs> spitting in my food. So you think purely if, for... If, he, if he's mouthing off after he, if he, after his communication with me, after I tell him I'm changing my order, <laughs> I can see if he's chucking a nana back there. <laughs> yeah, if he's spitting in it as well. So you think hygiene reasons, entertainment reasons, chuck up a few TV screens. And you can I'm... learn the recipe off him as well. It's like a cooking show, <laughs> a live cooking show, while you're eating your dinner. And you can also whoosh, in your headset. I oh, mate, can you just slow that down? I missed how you made the batter yeah, for just that fish. A few steps back, please. Slow it down, buddy. The He's and Normie Show. The He's and Normie Show. Now, Heidi, you were quite angry at me last week for being Furious. tweetest on the podcast because I only read selected tweets. This week, I'm going to read all the tweets that came in this week because the ones that were sent earlier are so, so far down in the system. Just I one? Well, we got more than one. There's been more than one. <laughs> uh, at Paraman MK2. So he, he came up with that, Nendel. He, he so, sat there. So my kitchen rules fan, MK. And he wrote that. Paraman MK2. At Normie Doral. I would like to listen if you made it easy for Android users. Goodness. Question, question, question. LOL. What is Android? What does that even mean? It's abuse against... That's iPhoneist racists, whatever it's called. Uh, Chris Bailey's tweeted, at Normie Doral, at Heathy Piper. Fun fact. Now, this is based on last week's How to Lose Weight. He said, me and my brother got knocked back from the biggest loser for being too boring. Oh, really? Yeah, he said they were so upset by it, they went straight to KFC. <laughs> uh, this is from at Triple Zero Racing. At Normie Doral, at Heath Piper. Nice one, boys. Strong finish. Like his horse racing. Yeah, yeah. Go, oh, because uh, racing. Racing. We get that one, mate. Uh, at Lee Jones 0212. That's a lot of Lee Joneses on Twitter. Uh, at Normie Doral, he writes, I always thought it was Fatty Boomba. This is in relation to me last week referring to it as the nickname as Fatty Boombalaris. I've not heard Fatty Boombalaris, but I've oh, heard Fatty Boombalis. I was huge for it, literally. Although I prefer lard ass, he writes. Good potty as per usual, boys. Do we have any female listeners? No. Um, <laughs> oh, I told listen. you, we've done how to lose weight, offended them all there. What else did we offend? I thought... Oh, we talked about how to make love. Apparently, we were too harsh on the wives, so... I don't know, you go back and have Other a listen. Girl, don't judge. girls read the magazines for weight loss ideas? I thought that, that would get like all the female listeners in. I did too. Okay, at Josh Williams 71 he's a regular tweeter. Mm. He's the one with the potty mouth. He writes, at Normie Doral, at Heathy Piper... Effing great potty today, lads. Love the shout-out. I feel 10 effing kilos lighter already. 140 characters worth of swear words. That's your <laughs> challenge, mate, for next week. At Dan Fibs in Music. Fibsy! Uh, have been listening back through the podcast at work, boys. Keep it up. How to Make Love. That's going back a few weeks. Was a 10 out of 10. He has gone through the catalogue. Well, that's a good way, Fibsy. If you, sure. Well, if he's a musician. Work, yeah, if you're at work, you could... Start your own podcast on the side and make millions of minutes of things and you won't make any money. Not many dollars. Uh, he, at Danfoo's Music, he's a muso. His little uh, profile pic, he's holding a guitar. Should we get him to write a jingle for the show? Dan, there's a challenge. Challenge Can't accepted. be any Please. worse than the one we have been given. Uh, at Ernie Hollis writes, at Norby Dora, at Heavy Piper. I can confirm that I enjoyed the latest show. Thanks, boys. Smiley face. Now... The confirm he's playing back on the prank call from last week, I get it. which was all about restaurants and the confirmation calls. Confirmed. So that was an in joke. That one. 
Uh, Adios wrote at Normidoro, new potty, how to tour the subcontinent without shitting your pants. It's a little play on what's happened during the week with the Australian cricket team. Right. Uh, and one of the players who was in the runs, quite so literally. He wants us to do that one? He does. Well, he thinks it might help the Australian cricket team. And it might be useful to get Shane Warne and SPC to sponsor it. <laughs> a lot of poo jokes in one there, a lot. Um, 140 characters, four poo jokes. Lovely. Uh, ben McLeod has tweeted us. Perhaps a new podcast subject. How to play spin... Another another cricket one. How to play spin in India. So you would say maybe there is a male skew mm. uh, coming through there. You can tweet us. I had a complaint. This was a weird one. On Twitter. Complaining that we're not on Facebook. Right. Okay. Um... I don't know how to reply to that because yeah, we'll just I don't know what what do they want us to do? Uh, yeah, I don't do uh, you, Instagram and Twitter are the only thing. Oh, today. you would not get me on Facebook. You'd need you'd need some sort of a brain injury, um, mm. and then I would consider it. You would need to take out at least five sixths of my brain, and then I'd go <laughs> yes, I'm ready for Facebook. <laughs> You've removed my face. Yeah, put it back on with Facebook, um, and the filth that will ensue. So. So there's a little bit of controversy last week when somebody left a one-star review without naming themselves. It was a faceless, cowardly act. Yes, I did say, and I'm quoting myself loosely, show yourself. You win. <laughs> and then we did also said that we were uh, going to hire someone to take them out. So this is going to get very interesting here because there is one new review. It's from Ben82M. It says, not since their heady days at NXFM have these two chaps produced such a stellar show. Hopefully, unlike NXFM, a certain third wheel won't be called in. This is all. This is in the system now. We, we did do a brekkie shot there for three years, I think. Oh, help me. Unless it's blah, blah, blah. Now, please don't leave unceremoniously like a certain dark day in Newcastle. And then it's a five-star review, but it says, P.S. Sorry for one star. I think what's happened here is Benny has put up the one-star review, heard the abuse on last week's podcast, Sad. then jumped back into the system and hit five stars before his reviews That's come very through. clever. I didn't know you could do that, for one. <laughs> and two, <laughs> you're swaying a bit easily, Benny. A little bit of banter. This is where it gets a little okay, bit... Okay, you did say you're going to kill his family, though. You did actually say something Well, this like is that. where it gets... A little bit embarrassing for me because I have hired the hitman. So can you call them off? No. And do you still have to pay them? Ooh. So Ben's. Well, what did you pay the deposit? How yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Okay. So he, one way how to make millions: kill everybody who gives a one-star review. That's if you're a hitman. Um, so Ben's no longer with us. So thanks for that, Ben. You'll be remembered. A bit like Benny Black, maybe. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about him. So what I need you to do is subscribe. Because I've been told this, but everyone who does a podcast has theories on how you get to number one in the charts. Is that our aim? One of them is reviews. So there's a new rule on this show. If you listen to this podcast and don't leave a five-star review, you will be hunted down. Yeah, you'll be blocked. I don't know how we'll do that. Mm. Subscribe. That also pumps us up the charts. Mm. That is it from me. Heathy, I'd just like you to give a little bit of a tip because you said you tried to leave a five-star review. Mm. Um but I wouldn't let you because it was no. this podcast is uploaded through your account. What I was interested to know, what were you going to write? Yeah, exactly. Well, I had to... <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, were you going in as yourself no, or you, no? I was like, uh, hello, this is uh, a fake account. Benny Black's ghost. No, a fake account. This is a fan account of Heathy Piper because my name would have come up, Heathy Piper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Big fan of the guy. Very funny. A parody account, yeah. Way funnier than Normie Doral. Actually, he is detracting from Heath's humour. Um, Normie gets one star. Five stars. This is a five star for Heath and his podcast. Thank you very much, Heath. So an average of two and a half stars. Correct. Yeah, okay, you would have given us. Well, that's, um, that's generous. Tell you what, though. You've come down. You've come down at lunchtime. Brilliant work. Time to hit the froth house, buddy. Now, we did think about doing this podcast after a few frothies, but <laughs> normally I... <laughs> I think we attempted that once at uni. Yeah, we don't... Uh, well, we actually went on air after we went to the uni bar, and our shift at uni was... We did the midnight... Uh, to two. Great shift. Very... So straight from the uni bar. Very short after, yes. actually, that shift. You would think it'd be the breakfast or, or the afternoon show. No! You want that all the truckies listening. Anyway, we had a skinful... <laughs> Apparently we broke three broadcasting laws, five the next day, only to be rehired the following year. Okay, I'll tell you what Norman did. He goes, I don't think anyone's listening to us. And he was slurring, this is on air. <laughs> and he goes, I'll be back. So he leaves me in the studio. He runs back across to the uni bar. Now, I only heard this the next day, but apparently he got up, stopped the band, got on the mic. Well, they tried to tackle him. Had the mic, <laughs> come over, we're doing the radio show. Neck men, I'm mm. in the studio. With we're about 100 people. We're 100 people going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The best bloody show we ever did. Wish we had those tapes. All right, little treat, you've made it this far. Have we got a treat? we got a treat. Okay, I don't know what the treat is, but here it is. We're going to have a beer. Enjoy your treat. It's time to play Heath and Nami's Radio Rodeo. Yeehaw! Oh, yes. It is a lot of fun, this game. Basically, the rodeo bit comes in because we call a random number and you have to see how long you can get them to hold on the other end of the line. Basically, because we always do something that is highly annoying. Now, Heathy, today's idea came to me when I was speaking to my bank last night, okay? Mm-hmm. And I've put a hold on a new credit card, yep. all right, because I'm getting it sent to me. Okay. And they go, all right, Normie, thanks for the call, mate. We'll just give you a reference number for next time you call, just quote this number. Yeah. It wasn't a number. It was a reference letter, all right? It went on and on and oh, on. Okay. They went, Z for Zulu, yep. Y for Yankee, B for Bravo. It went on and on and I on with, the, with the phonetic that. alphabet. And I'm like... This call should have taken two minutes because of this ridiculous alphabet. It's gone for about 15. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why sh- do they? Why do they do that? Because you can hear them normally. Why? It's like, why I do don't they know. Do the I was like, can you, you just shut up and tell me the letters? I can hear you. <laughs> you I've can got get off the phone. perfect hearing. <laughs> T for tango. It's still going. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Highly so annoying, today's yeah. inspiration, Heathy, is the phonetic alphabet. And you know who I've selected for you to call today? So what? People that use the phonetic alphabet every day. Uh, I've got you calling an army supplier. You know those stores that <laughs> yeah. got all the camouflage gear? Because in the army, you think that's what they do. They do these phonetic sort of things. Yes. So, big on I it. don't quite understand. What do you want me to do? You have got to use the phonetic alphabet as often as you can. It is going <laughs> to highly annoy whoever picks up the phone. Heathy, you've got to try and break the record. At yeah. a minute four, if yeah. you do that, hats off, you are up against it today. They're going to hang up straight away. I'm actually away. looking forward to this one, Normie, just to get my own back on someone <laughs> with this phonetic alphabet. All right, I like this Good one. luck, mate. You are up against it today. The clock will be ticking. Hello, Peters. Hello, are you there, mate? Yeah. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. 
Man, I can't hear you. It's not a very good line. So I just want to get my uh, message across to you very clearly. Hello. Yep. H for hotel. E for echo. L for Lima. L for Lima. O for Oscar. Yeah. How are you? Good. H for hotel. O for Oscar. W for whiskey. A for alpha. R for Romeo. E for echo. Y for Yankee. O for Oscar. Hello. U for uniform. Yeah, mate, I was after a really heavy-duty sleeping bag. So heavy-duty. Yeah. H for hotel. E for echo. A for alpha. Yeah, I've got him here. V for Victor. Y for Yankee. D for Delta. Are you on this right planet, mate, or what? U for uniform. Sorry, I can't hear you, mate. T for tango. Y for Yankee. I think you belong to another planet or something. So, I, I can't hear you, mate. So, sleep... Ring back. Sleeping bag. Yeah, ring back. S for Sierra. L... Yes! A new record! Oh! A minute 21 is the new official Radio what Rodeo World Record. I don't know. Congratulations. I